0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What happens when a diverse church glorifies the global God? Keep listening to find out more about Sandra Maria Van Opstel's book, The Next Worship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the word with Truth's table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. The Daily Audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwam Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Zechariah chapter 8 through Zechariah chapter 11. Zechariah chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. The blessing of true fasting. Then the message of the Lord of Heaven's armies came to me as follows. The Lord of Heaven's armies says, I am very much concerned for Zion. Indeed, I am so concerned for her that my rage will fall on those who hurt her. The Lord says, I have returned to Zion and will live within Jerusalem. Now Jerusalem will be called truthful city, mountain of the Lord of heaven's armies, holy mountain. Moreover, the Lord of heaven's armies says, old men and women will once more live in the plazas of Jerusalem, each one leaning on a cane, because of advanced age and the streets of the city will be full of boys and girls playing and says the lord of heaven's armies though such a thing may seem to be difficult in the opinion of the small community of those days will it also appear difficult to me asks the lord of heaven's armies the lord of heaven's armies asserts I am about to save my people from the lands of the East and the West. I will bring them to settle within Jerusalem. They will be my people, and I will be their God in truth and righteousness. The Lord of Heaven's armies also says, Gather strength, you who are listening to these words today, from the mouths of the prophets who were there at the founding of the house of the Lord of Heaven's armies, so that the temple might be built. Before that time, there was no compensation for man or animal, nor was there any relief from adversity for those who came and went, because I had pitted everybody. Each one against everyone else. But I will be different now to this remnant of my people from the way I was in those days, says the Lord of heaven's army. For there will be a peaceful time of sowing. The vine will produce its fruit, and the ground its yield, and the skies will rain down dew. Then I will allow the remnant of my people to possess all these things, and it will come about just as you, both Judah and Israel, were a curse to the nations. So I will save you, and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid. Instead, be strong. For the Lord of heaven's armies says, as I had planned to hurt you when your fathers made me angry, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I was not sorry. So to the contrary, I have planned in these days to do good to Jerusalem and Judah. Do not fear. These are the things you must do. Speak the truth, each of you, to one another. Practice true and righteous judgment in your courts. Do not plan evil in your hearts against one another. Do not favor a false oath. These are all things that I hate, says the Lord. The message of the Lord of Heaven's armies came to me as follows. The Lord of Heaven's armies says, The fast of the fourth, fifth, seventh, tenth months will become joyful and happy, pleasant feasts for the house of Judah. So love, truth, and peace. The Lord of Heaven's armies says, It will someday come to pass that people, residents of many cities will come. The inhabitants of one will go to another and say, Let's go up at once to ask the favor of the Lord, to seek the Lord of heaven's armies. Indeed, I'll go with you. Many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord of heaven's armies and to ask his favor. The Lord of heaven's armies says, In those days, ten people from all languages and nations will grasp hold of, indeed, grab the robe of one Jew and say, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Zechariah chapter 9 beginning at verse 1, the coming of the true king. This is an oracle, the Lord's message concerning the land of Hadrak, with its focus on Damascus. The eyes of all humanity, especially of the tribes of Israel, are toward the Lord, as are those of Hamath, also which adjoins Damascus, Tyre, and Sidon. Though they consider themselves to be very wise, Tyre built herself a fortification and piled up silver like dust and gold, like the mud of the streets. Nevertheless, The Lord will evict her and shove her fortifications into the sea. She will be consumed by fire. Ashkelon will see and be afraid. Gaza will be in great anguish, as will Ekron, for her hope will have been dried up. Gaza will lose her king, and Ashkelon will no longer be inhabited. A mongrel people will live in Ashdod, for I will greatly humiliate the Philistines. I will take away their abominable religious practices. Then those who survive will become a community of believers in our God, like a clan in Judah, and Ekron will be like the Jebusites. Then I will surround my temple to protect it like a guard from anyone crossing back and forth, so no one will cross over against them anymore as an oppressor, for now I myself have seen it. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is legitimate and victorious, humble, and riding on a donkey, on a young donkey, the foal of a female donkey. I will remove the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse From Jerusalem, and the battle bow will be removed. Then he will announce peace to the nations. His dominion will be from sea to sea, and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Moreover, as for you, because of our covenant relationship secured with blood, I will release your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners, with hope. Today I declare that I will return double what was taken from you. I will bend Judah as my bow. I will load the bow with Ephraim, my arrow. I will stir up your sons, Zion, against your sons, Greece, and I will make you, Zion, like a warrior's sword. Then the Lord will appear above them, and his arrow will shoot forth like lightning. The sovereign Lord will blow the trumpet and will proceed in the southern storm winds. The Lord of heaven's armies will guard them, and they will prevail and overcome with sling stones. Then they will drink and will become noisy like drunkards, full like the sacrificial basin or like the corners of the altar. On that day, the Lord their God will deliver them as a flock of his people, for they are the precious stones of a crown sparkling over his land. How precious and fair! Grain will make the young men flourish, and new wine the young women. Zechariah chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. The Restoration of the True People Ask the Lord for rain in the season of the late spring rains, the Lord who causes thunderstorms, and he will give everyone showers of rain and green growth in the field. For the household gods have spoken wickedness, the soothsayers have seen a lie, and the dreamers have disclosed emptiness and give comfort in vain. Therefore the people set out like sheep and become scattered because they have no shepherd. I am enraged at the shepherds and will punish the lead goats. For the Lord of heaven's armies has brought blessing to his flock, the house of Judah, and will transform them into his majestic war horse. From him will come the cornerstone, the wall peg, the battle bow, and every ruler. And they will be like warriors trampling the mud of the streets in battle. They will fight, but the Lord will be with them and will defeat the enemy, Calvary. I, says the Lord, will strengthen the kingdom of Judah and deliver the people of Joseph and will bring them back because of my compassion for them. They will be as though I had never rejected them, for I am the Lord their God, and therefore I will hear them. The Ephraimites will be like warriors and will rejoice as if they had drunk wine. Their children will see it and rejoice. They will celebrate in the things of the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them, for I have already redeemed them. Then they will become as numerous as they were before. Though I scatter them among the nations, they will remember in far-off places they and their children will survive and return. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to the lands of Gilead and Lebanon, and there will not be enough room for them. The Lord will cross the sea of storms and will calm its turbulence. The depths of the Nile will dry up, the pride of Assyria will be humbled, and the domination of Egypt will be no more. Thus I will strengthen them by my power, and they will walk about in my name, says the Lord. Zachariah, Chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. The history and future of Judah's wicked kings. Open your gates, Lebanon, so that the fire may consume your cedars. Howl, fir tree, because the cedar has fallen. The majestic trees have been destroyed. Howl, oaks of Bashan, because the impenetrable forest has fallen. Listen to the howling of shepherds, because their magnificence has been destroyed. Listen to the roaring of young lions, because the thickets of the Jordan have been devastated. The Lord my God says this. Shepherd the flock, set aside for slaughter. Those who buy them, slaughter them, and are not held guilty. Those who sell them say, Blessed be the Lord, for I am rich. Their own shepherds have no compassion for them. Indeed, I will no longer have compassion on the people of the land, says the Lord, but instead I will turn every last person over to his neighbor and his king. They will devastate the land, and I will not deliver it from them. So I began to shepherd the flock destined for slaughter, the most afflicted of all the flock. Then I took two staffs calling one pleasantness and the other union, and I tended the flock. Next, I eradicated the three shepherds in one month, for I ran out of patience with them, and indeed, they detested me as well. I then said, I will not shepherd you. What is to die, let it die. What is to be eradicated, let it be eradicated. As for those who survive, let them eat each other's flesh. Then I took my staff, pleasantness, and cut it in two to annul my covenant that I had made with all the people. So it was annulled that very day. And then the most afflicted of the flock who kept faith with me knew that it was the Lord's message. Then I said to them, If it seems good to you, pay me my wages, but if not, forget it. So they weighed out my payment, thirty pieces of silver. The Lord then said to me, Throw to the potter that exorbitant sum at which they valued me. So I took the thirty pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the temple of the Lord and I cut the second staff, Union, in two, in order to annul the covenant of brotherhood between Judah and Israel. Again, the Lord said to me, Take up once more the equipment of a foolish shepherd. Indeed, I am about to raise up a shepherd in the land who will not take heed of the sheep headed to slaughter, will not seek the scattered, and will not heal the injured. Moreover, he will not nourish the one that is healthy, but instead will eat the meat of the fat sheep and tear off their hooves. Woe to the worthless shepherd who abandons the flock. May a sword fall on his arm and his right eye. May his arm wither completely away, and his right eye become completely blind.. New Testament reading Colossians chapter one, verses one through twenty Salutation from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother to the saints. The faithful brothers and sisters in Christ at Colossae. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. Paul's thanksgiving and prayer for the church. We always give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard about your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints, your faith and love have risen from the hope laid up for you in heaven, which you have heard about in the message of truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just as in the entire world this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, so it has also been bearing fruit and growing among you from the first day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. You learned the gospel from Epaphras, our dear fellow slave, a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, who also told us of your love in the Spirit. Paul's Prayer for the Growth of the Church For this reason, we also, from the day we heard about you, have not ceased praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may live worthily of the Lord and please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good deed, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, for the display of all patience and steadfastness, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light." He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin, the supremacy of Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for all things in heaven and on earth were created in Him, all things, whether visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions, whether principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and all things are held together in him. He is the head of the body, the church, as well as the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself may become first in all things. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in the Son, and through him to reconcile all things to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross, through him, whether things on earth or things in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, O God, for even just the reminders there in in Zechariah about the importance of fasting and and really what we gain from it and being able to hear from you, oh God, clearly, and being able to be aligned more closely with the Holy Spirit, oh God, as we deny our flesh, as we set aside a meal, as we set aside whatever those vices or the things that we rely upon and depend upon, instead of depending on you, Lord, I just pray that you would help us, oh God, to be a people that is marked by fasting. Fasting is difficult. It's not an easy thing. It's not popular, but there are times and seasons when we really do need to fast. And there's some things and powers and principalities and strongholds that really won't be removed except by prayer and fasting. We know that our Lord Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and he was able to prevail over Satan's temptations. Would you help us to know that if Jesus Christ, the one true God, fasted, then we also need to fast, oh God. So would you help us, lead us, show us, what it is that we need to be fasting from and help us, oh God, to depend on you and not to do it in our own strength, but to really be submitting to you that when we're putting aside whatever that sacrifice is, whatever it is that we're pushing to the side in order to hear from you, would you help us to actually seek you? Would you help us to look to you? And would you meet us in our fast as we seek your face and learn to do your will and desire to do your will? Lord, I thank you so much, oh God, for the supremacy of Christ. God, I thank you that the supremacy of Christ actually smashes all other wicked myths, oh God, racial myths, where we want to categorize and stratify and uphold one group of people over another. Oh God, I thank you for the supremacy of Christ that in you and in Jesus, all things were created visible and invisible for him, oh God. Would you help us, oh God, to understand, oh God, that there are real cosmological implications to the reality that Jesus Christ is the one true God, that Jesus Christ is the son of God who died, was buried and rose and will return. God, I thank you that truly all things, all things hold together in Jesus. Oh God, it's so hard for us to wrap our minds around that, but that's the truth. And I thank you that the fullness of the Godhead dwells dwells in the sun. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Triune God. I thank you, O God, that we have that Jesus is our priest, our great high priest. I thank you, O God, that the Holy Spirit is our comforter and helper in this time and indwells us. I thank you, Father, that you are a father to us, O God, and that you care for us and that you love us and that you're constantly drawing people unto yourself. Oh God, thank you for your love and kindness. Thank you for your grace. Oh God, would you help us? Oh God, to only bow our knees to you, the triune God, because we know that all things will indeed be reconciled to Jesus and that this peace that was wrought through the blood of the cross, oh God rests upon those who believe oh god so lord i pray for those who are not yet in you god i pray that you would continue to draw them by the power of the holy spirit remove the scales from their eyes so that they can see the light of the gospel thank you oh god for transferring us oh lord god from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light the kingdom of your dear son oh god you're no respecter of persons oh god if you've done it for us you could do it for them oh god so i pray that you would do it and that you would begin and start revival in this land oh god I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Innovative worship leader Sandra Maria Van Opstel is known for crafting worship that embodies the global, multi-ethnic body of Christ. In her book, The Next Worship, Van Opstel likens diverse worship to a sumptuous banquet and shows how worship leaders can set the table and welcome worshipers from every tribe and tongue. She provides biblical foundations for multi-ethnic worship with practical tools and resources for planning services that reflect God's invitation for all peoples to praise Him. When multi-ethnic worship is done well, the church models reconciliation and prophetic justice, heralding God's good news for the world. Get your copy today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get thirty percent off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code "The Word." That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivpress.com.